Good evening, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. Um, I am, I can't make fun of that. Y'all, Selma Blair, look out for her. Leave from the day. Who am I? <laughs> I am, I am, uh, who am I? I am, I am, I am waiting on, I'm still waiting on, you know what I am? I am singing doesn't pay the bills. Singing doesn't, you can't be out there with your shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I'm waiting to exhale. No, I'm, I'm Cheryl Lee Ralph and Sister Axe who oh. acting like singing in the choir was worse than uh, joining the game. <laughs> yes, she really did. She really did, did. didn't she? Otherwise, I am the pink and purple bandit. Y'all don't know that story? Okay. Mm -hmm. So quick as to who the pink and purple band is. So there's a nigga in Detroit that oh my god. That like <laughs> robbed like two banks or some shit. Oh, is that what they're had, calling him? Yes, because his hair is half pink, half purple, and he got caught because this nigga doing TikTok videos <laughs> like he didn't just oh, rob. I saw him. I saw him. <laughs> the pink and he purple bandit Detroit. He doing TikTok videos in the sneakers he's robbing niggas in. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Okay. I didn't see him with with the hair with the hair. I just saw him dancing around on TikTok with no shirt on and that bird ass chest. Mm -hmm. And this is um, blacks like us. Um, welcome back to another week, y'all. We're gonna dive right in. We are What's gonna happening? dive right in. We're going to start with something positive and uplifting, right? So the Billboard Awards happening? Happened? I, sure. At some point, the Billboard Awards happened. I don't keep up with this bullshit because I don't really give a fuck. Damn. But at some point, the bill, at some point in the last week, the Billboard Awards happened. Damn. <laughs> Missed this shit totally. Same. <laughs> But was it a Zoom call? <laughs> bitch, no, it was a whole ass production. They were they had a stage and an audience. The girls was there. I missed it. I don't, but I also don't watch award shows, so I don't keep up with the shit. So yeah. But um Sweetie won the game changer award and her mom presented it to her, and that was so cute to me. Oh, that's sweet. Like that that was just such a cute little moment for her to share with her mom to me, especially because her mom used to be in like rap videos and now she's like presenting. It was it was just a really cute moment. And that's probably the only positivity we're gonna get this week. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to you, sweetie. Oh no. We get get some vegetables in your diet. Little bit. Another little bit of positivity. Because there ain't much to say about that. It's just, it just was a cute moment. But Nicki Minaj is the face for this new Marc Jacobs campaign. Oh, okay. Cool. She looks cool. really good in the photos. I don't know if y'all have seen them. I don't know if you can even see that. Oh, she does look good. I mean, she'll yeah. always look good. But... but she looks really, really good in the photos. It's cute. It's a cute little look for her. She's doing a lot more promo now. So, you know, an album's coming at some point. Yeah, and she just didn't she just release a song with a baby, one of them niggas. Yeah, I don't like that song. I no, I wanted to like that song. God, I no. wanted so bad to like that song. 
that song came on. So, <laughs> so I was listening to Pandora in the car. And when I'm in the car with my kids, I usually turn on like some pop musician based Pandora station because that way I know I'm not going to get a lot of music with curse words in it. Yeah. It's just what it, for some reason, that new Nicki Minaj song came on on like my JC Shazay Pandora station. It was very odd. I did not know how I got there. I was very confused. And I was, it was just playing because I'm driving. I'm not really paying attention. And at like about about 30, 40 seconds in, I kind of tuned in like, what is this? So I'm listening and I'm like, what the fuck is happening on my radio right now? <laughs> I think, I don't think I finished the song. Because I, I know I'm on my way to pick up the other <sighs> thing from school. So that's why that Pandora has really been playing. I just have no desire to listen to Nicki Minaj at this point in my life. Kind the same. <laughs> you know, I, I want to, I still want to like her a lot. I just don't know that I can. Yeah, no, I'm good. Like, I just you know, don't have a period of bar, but now it's like, yeah, let's just hang that up flat screen. Nicki Minaj yeah. is for a very specific type of person. I am yeah. no longer that person, and that's okay. Yeah. And that's fine. It's like I, I do, I love what she gave us. I still listen to some her older music. I do love. Yeah. Her. I just don't think I'm in the space anymore in my life that I could listen to her anymore. But that's it's only so many times that, that I can stand to hear her like force rhyme things like uh I'm eating a mango and I ordered my tickets on Fandango. Like I was just like I'm okay. <laughs> I'm in China with China. Right. <laughs> like I Sri Lanka. Don't forget the Sri Lanka bitch. She always pulling up in the Sri Lanka. <laughs> now Wendy was pulling up in the Sri Lanka. She was pulling up with a bad oh, bitch that came from Sri Lanka. <laughs> so it's always something from Sri Lanka with her ass. A yes, car, a person, her hair. <laughs> She's Take very, very invested in Sri Lanka. It's it's weird. But yeah, I just I I have come to the realization that I am not the zeitgeist. I am not the no. target audience. I this is past me, and I am fine with that. <laughs> yeah, it's not for but me. I, I mean, I would say that the majority of people, like, who came up, well, not the Barb's. The Barb's are a special population, but anybody that was around for Nikki at her peak and genuinely enjoyed her and was not a Barb, was just a fan, mm-hmm. even them, I, I like, I have not seen anybody, like, clamoring for any new material from Nicki Minaj. It's like, Yes. I've never seen anybody say like, "Well, oh, I can't wait for the pandemic to be over so I can see her." Like, I haven't seen that. That kind I mean, of- I do want to no. see her. I do want to see her in concert because I've never done it, and I'm a I'm a live music person. Like, I want to see every artist I like. I do want to see them perform at some point or another. I saw her. I want to say she opened for Katy Perry. Maybe she that did. Was, that would make sense. Or it might yeah. have been Lil Wayne. Like I saw, I saw her like oh. she opened for someone, and she wasn't bad. 
Yeah. Um, but I did see her. Now no, I realize I mean, she's a performer. Yeah. I've never seen her perform, so I would want to see her. I like I've seen her performances, but I've never seen her perform live. <laughs> and I would <laughs> Y'all remember when she performed at the Grammy? (laughs) (laughs) That was the craziest fucking shit. I think that was the moment that I was like, you know what? I think I could be a Nikki stan because none of it made sense. And it was so uncomfortable, awkward, and cringy. I was like, yes! you did kind of see like i'll give her credit for that you did see kind of like a black girl kind of treading in some territory that we usually don't go to publicly you know what i'm saying like yeah um like i say publicly for a reason because a lot of a lot of black people do kind of you know experiment with the occult and, and 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 whatnot and she was there like she was there on display at a time when you had like Beyonce, Poise and Proper, you know, everybody's still trying to do like the Whitney Houston, glamorous, that type of thing. And here you go. She's like two steps away from like doing doing some devil chants, right? And you know, we, it wasn't. We, we as a community don't do that. Don't quote unquote. Like, <laughs> it was playing with religious iconography in a way that yeah. many a white man and woman yeah. has been able to do for decades on television yeah. and your music. This yeah. was just badly done. Yeah. <laughs> it was, just, it was just badly done, and it was great. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of stuff, and I give her full credit. I give her full credit for that. Speaking of stuff that's weird and badly done and unnecessary, Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant was over there on that podcast that I forgot still happened. Uh, what is it? Reasonable, reasonable doubt. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> they up there like on that. that podcast that I completely forgot still happens, and they were talking about James Harden, and which Who's why James Harden again? The basketball player. Why were we talking? Exactly. About that? That's what I'm saying. Don't know why, because again, forgot that podcast even still fucking happened. So clearly, I'm well, not sure why we were talking about the podcast. Did something happen? Yes, we're getting there. Let me <laughs> let me get there. It's a build up, bitch. We gotta gotta do gotta get people ready. Well, shit. So they were talking about James Harden, and they said that they bet his beard smells like fried chicken and watermelon. No, sorry. Bet his beard has fried chicken and watermelon in it, and it smells like weed. And then was like, "Oh, I'm what? being racist," and like started laughing. And I'm like, "See, this is why you bitches get on my nerves because y'all are too. It's not one. It's corny and it's late and it's colorist as well. And then y'all are two women who, at first glance, present white. So." For this, for y'all to continue with this bullshit is like, but keep yelling how y'all not colorist. Every time one of the dark skinned girls call y'all out for being colorist, keep saying that when y'all doing shit like this. Come on now. This is just a this is just a, an easy grab for some kind of disgusting attention because also the same week they were with uh, the most messiest housewife in housewife history, Peter Thomas. Like, were they? Yeah. I ain't even seen it. Yep. 
somebody posted it on Twitter. It was like three messy housewives, and I screamed. <laughs> I like, to- come on now. They just say stupid shit to say stupid shit. Like, what? But it's like, fuck yourselves. But see, for me, as someone who watches, who has watched that show and kind of know the bullshit that they pulled, like the bullshit they pulled on Monique, the bullshit they've been pulling with Wendy, the bullshit they halfway pulled on Candace. It's like, I know how y'all are with darker skinned women. So I can, I can, you know what I'm saying? It's like this. Yeah, it's not too far fetched to be like, this is oh, very well, far for the James Harden is a darker skin That y'all not colorist and y'all don't have an issue with darker skin people, but y'all continuously show that y'all. But y'all do. say stupid shit like this, like, right? Y'all continuously show because if this, if he was of a lighter skin, y'all never would have said that. Hey, come the fuck on! It's it, that's by far the most foolish bullshit that they've said. For truly and absolutely and wholly no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Nobody asked for that. Nobody needed that. Don't y'all y'all got a season to rep for? Like y'all got a season to prep for. Wendy's. You think Wendy is not coming back and she's not going to continue? Excuse me. That's that sinus pill. Not going to continue to step on your neck for twenty two episodes, twenty two okay. forty five minutes episode. You think she ain't? Girl, you got shit to pray about. Hey, I'm gonna still sit over here with these halfway storylines and only get away with it because because if they were not light skinned with green eyes and Andy Cohen fucking loves them, they would have been fired because the bitches are boring. I just want them. I want Robin and that bad die job. I want them all to just go away and them until the season starts. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel. Like season one, Giselle is how I met her, and therefore that's how I still see her. So <laughs> with that awful Sharpay wig. I she was the star. That of like a shit one. Sue. Yeah, I about to say, has much changed? No. <laughs> did y'all happen to see that picture of Carrie Huger sitting outside of Target and of her business with her back? I sure did. I sure the fuck did. I sure did. I was like, these hoes in Potomac are insane. <laughs> like, Karen's just sitting there minding her business. Karen whole ass cart full of shit from Target. You got you Ashley Darby and all of her TikTok dances that she be doing. <sighs> these hoes are insane. <laughs> I'm surprised that Ashley could dance with how heavy her head is. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> she just like, oh, oh. I think and it, while we're in Housewives land, rumor has it that Candace has been fired. I thought it was confirmed she wasn't coming back. No. I, I hadn't her. seen the confirmation. I've only seen her like cryptic ass tweets that they do when they lose their job. When one girl closes, God. It's just crazy because that I did not see the last season at all, but I did watch the reunion under some very dubious circumstances. But not but, uh, <laughs> what were you found in a leather bar? Right. No. <laughs> what so, kind of dubious circumstances? I mean, okay, slightly dubious. I met <laughs> like that I was, makes it better. Dubious is killing me. So, long story short, I was talking to a dude on a, a a dating app, and it just so happened that the time that we met the 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 reunion was 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 happening. So we watched the reunion first. And he was catching me up on what had happened that whole season. 
But the one thing I remember is that Andy Cohen said that he listened to Candace's album, and I don't know anybody else in real life. <laughs> I think he, if I remember correctly, I think he went around and asked everybody how they listened to it. Okay, so what were these dubious circumstances? That's it. That's it. The fact that like I I I did I had zero plans to watch that reunion until until somebody I mean, was you made it was sound crazy. like you were sitting in the middle of a meth den and this just so happened to be on. No. Like, <laughs> it's just the fact that I met a stranger off of a, a dating app and and we ended up watching this finale and talking about. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What else is happening? Um, so YFN Lucci, who y'all probably don't know, but he's a rapper. He used to, used to, or maybe still does date Lil Wayne's daughter. He said he got stabbed in jail, so y'all need to let him out. You said (laughs) YFM? YFN, YFN, like Susan Lucci, the only Lucci. (laughs) (laughs) Not the only Lucci I recognize. (laughs) No, it is. is. (laughs) Mrs. Alexis Covington, Carrington, Troy, Baxter. That's that's Joan Collins. Susan Lucci was. I thought that was Susan. Oh no, Susan Lucci was uh, uh, General Hospital. No, No, all all my children. children. All my children. children. All my yeah. That was one the of the one ones who never won. I watched growing up. <clears throat> we were always days of our lives over here. But uh, we were talking we about Marlena being possessed again. We were all my children, passions, passions. We were a hospital. <laughs> Actually, I might dive into the world of days of our lives after this. Because you can stream it now. I know. Um, so <laughs> You know, Kiki Wyatt announced that she having her 97 child. Right. So the internet has been stupid. Kiki Wyatt has the same number of children as times that Juju B has been on Drag Race. Yes. Stop and think about it. Yes. It is and placed third. <laughs> Each and every fucking time. But um, so people on the internet are being people on the internet and they keep <laughs> they keep DMing her asking can they claim her kids on their taxes? <laughs> I saw that shit. Y'all better leave that lady alone. Y'all know she don't play around. <laughs> Which is that is so funny to me. Like I didn't think that that actually happened, but apparently it has actually been happening. I saw, I've seen like screenshots that people have posted where they have DM'd him her asking to claim one or two of her kids. Yeah. So y'all are y'all are awful. Let that lady. Y'all go. are. Y'all are tired. Um Erica Mena and Rich Dollars got into a big fight because he said that she wasn't hot until she dated him and she's trying to argue otherwise. I say that. We know because we know her from trying to run up on Kim Bella <laughs> on her. First oh, fair. She was on paper. season two. They didn't start dating till season three. Okay, fair. Yep. That's fair. Yep, yep that is yep. fair. That's where I know her from. <laughs> when they were outside at brunch, at, at brunch, and she just walked in with an attitude like, <laughs> "It's bitches like you." She's like, "I just sat down. Right. What are we doing?" <laughs> that is one of my favorite loving hip hop scenes. 
because the way that they're fighting, it just looks, it looks like two people that are conjoined together and have to pee because they're just kind of like bouncing up and down and you just see hair flying. Yeah, it was so weird. There we go. Um, so, you know, Delicious is getting divorced. Yes. She's been, she's been talking a lot because he's been doing petty shit, like. Oh, she said she's doing a tell-all. Oh, yeah. He's been doing petty this shit. She's like, going to tell it all. Your lyrics and that kind of shit. And, like, kind of really feeding the narrative that she was only with him for money and this, that, and the third. So, Mama posted, she said, he ain't broke and he left me, not the other way around. So, please find a different narrative because Gold Digger doesn't apply in this case. I had my own when I met him and I continue having my own now that he's gone. Now, what I will say is Delicious has been had a bag for a while. Mama's always yeah, been working. Yeah, always working. Mama's always been working, so I definitely don't think that it was about a money situation with him. You know, but when it, I look at him, I get, I get old fuck nigga from Floods. So it was probably a couple of young chicks. Yeah, he... But she I herself mean, is what? 45 something like that yeah he had a couple of like, she she is in that demographic as well is what i'm trying to say <laughs> oh i mean yeah but you know them niggas at floods especially when a, a young pretty girl come in hey now what you doing girl what you drinking now i don't delicious in this this new face i don't know what that is about but that's a 45 year old woman in denial that's <laughs> 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 I am not going to stand for this delicious slander. No, I all. love delicious. I'm I talking about really, him. <laughs> I really love her. Like, you know, I stand, always have. I love her. But also, don't know who this Asian woman is I'm looking at. I'm your woman in denial. You are an asshole. <laughs> I love her down. You already know. <sighs> oh, that say, hit me in my soul. <laughs> I say this whole situation is quite unfortunate, and I'm just gonna her age right now. Let's just do not make judgment about her relationship. Based, yeah, I mean, relationships end. It should just end it quietly. He wanted to put some fuck shit, so she's like, "Well, fuck it. Let me just tell her what it is." Yeah, he because he, he posted okay. it before she did. Forty-four. Yeah. I wasn't too far off. The witch is not bad. I mean, I bet, her, I bet her actual face is just fine. Uh-huh. Did you her say actual her actual face? Actual face. That's what I'm saying. She probably looks fine. She doesn't. She probably needs zero filters. But again, it's just like because all we have all make personally, but that's just because my t- sense of time is so warped. I thought she was older than that. I hate to say it. I thought she was actually younger than that. No, I was I was I gonna put her at like thirty nine. Cause like I don't know, the flavor of love time seemed so long ago. Yeah, that I can't. My sense of time is so warped because of that that I can't. I don't know. I thought she was older than that. I pray for her. Me I too. Do. I 
I really hope that this can be settled in with some level of civility and they can both go their own their own ways because it's yeah. and to have like a marriage breaking up is really unfortunate and sad but to have it play out and it's not just a marriage breaking up it's specifically him and that's going to give her issues you know what i mean even if he was the one that ended the relationship even if he was the one that caused all the problems like publicly because amongst us he is revered yeah because of who he is and that's exactly it she's always gonna look like she's always gonna be the villain so mm-hmm. there is, there's nothing that she can say. And, and I, when this nigga literature comes out, I will happily read it. Oh, very but good. When it's going to do more harm than good. And that's when I say you, I'm going to buy her book and Britney Spears book in the same week. <laughs> I, look, I am not writing, reading the writings of that unhinged woman. I am. And I don't, I don't even want that in my home. All the celebrities have um, either a ghostwriter or accredited writer. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, Brittany, whoever gets that job to to help Brittany write her book is uh, in for a payday. Like that—that's <laughs> going to be watch her write it herself. Well, that well, what usually happens is the celebrity like dictates their story to the yeah. writer, but then the writer. No, I know, but watch to, her be like, "I'm going to write it myself." And write it like her Instagram caption, so it's gonna be hella spaces and emojis. She needs to be <laughs> off of Instagram and saving all that material for the book. Like <laughs> she does. I mean, she just Brittany or a documentary did, or a documentary. Either Brittany documentary. Just did or a book. super long post about her family that she deleted about how she is mad that they got away with all the shit they did to her and nobody had to face any type of consequences and all that stuff. But she deleted it because the fans kind of bullied her into deleting it, which was fucked up. But, you know. And I'm yeah, sure that she was like, dancing around and like not a be angry to fucking <laughs> and fire song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It's hard. She keeps calling her fiance her husband, which could just be because she likes to say that, but she may have gotten married. We're not really sure. I was I'm sure she would have posted. She's been posting everything else. I'm sure she would have posted that. But that's just it. Now, in this time, she's getting a lot more selective. Like she just posted. Pictures. Is she? It, she is. She is. I mean, based more. on what it used to be, yeah. Yeah, she's getting there. okay. It takes a long she's time. Getting, she's getting <laughs> for them. The Instagram is getting more curated as she gets further and further away from this conservatorship because we we're less than a year away from it. So yeah, yeah. She's this getting, has just been having a party of one, and it's she's like, getting, my god. He's getting. It's getting more curated. She just posted some photos of like his from his birthday. But if I you saw those. It, if you like if you look at now versus before when she first got out of the conservatorship, it's definitely getting more and more curated. It's leading more, it's giving less little kid on Instagram and more like famous adult who's controlling her content. Like she's yeah. she's getting there. She just it's has more to coherent. Keep- it's more there. It is. It's more co- it, it, no. It, there is a mark change. It is more coherent. Um, now, when she keeps saying my husband, I was taking that as like, you know, when you be with somebody for a long time, but y'all don't be married, but y'all still kind of got everything like, oh, my husband, my husband. Yeah, yeah like real, like, I mean, she does listen to Andy Ari, so yeah, it makes sense. 
but it's also like because they're engaged it's hard to tell if it's like they did just because she was in vegas recently she says first time she's been to vegas as just like a person and not somebody who was working there and so that and the husband said talk didn't start till after the vegas trip we've seen no pictures from the vegas trip Okay. So it's hard to say kind of where she is right now. I feel like if she all I did, know is he is very fine. So if she did get married, you do have to get a license and all of that, and the licenses are public information. Yeah, yeah TMZ would have. So I feel that like up. we would have known by now. It's been more than twenty four hours, right? So like, yeah. You know, well, I mean, it took us three weeks to find out that Britney Griner is being held captive. In That's Russia. a whole different situation. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't over in Russia in the middle of a war. <laughs> yeah, like, GMG, what Griner's the fuck are y'all doing? Thing. It's funny because that was the next topic. So, good thing we said, like, <laughs> this Britney Griner situation it's for anybody disgusting. who doesn't know. Because clearly we didn't talk about this last week, even though it's a couple weeks old, because we didn't even know. But she's been in jail in Russia for at least three weeks that we know of because of a vape pen that had weed oil in it. And they locked her up for distribute on distribution charges, which is wild. And there's two things that I will say about this. One, this is very, very scary. Like to be locked up in a prison in a place like Russia is extremely as scary. a black, obviously as a queer black, woman. Queer woman in a place like, like it's super. And she like six foot something, so she's and she's huge. A, yeah, so she's but probably also, physically intimidating to them. To yeah, them, intimidating. But also, one can talk about the fact that if she was in the NBA, she would have been out by now. Because, and I, I say somebody gonna somebody gonna want to argue with me. But here's my exact example. Lonzo Ball, who his little brother, the the younger one, I don't, all the niggas got weird answers. But his little brother was in China, stole like political posters, didn't go to jail, and was out the country three days later. Yeah. So no, I get why you say that. Like, we're not gonna act like the NBA would let their players just sit there, and we're not gonna act like anybody would stand for an NBA player being stuck in a jail in a foreign country this long. The thing I, I was, was wondering. Reading, oh, I'm sorry, Aaron. No, I was gonna say just real quick. The thing I was reading was the fact that, like, you know, so she gets so she was detained before the Ukraine conflict broke out before it broke out yeah before it broke out but because now this is just speculation and what i'm reading it and whatnot but because it was such a delicate situation with russia specifically like the on the american side bringing too much attention to it would have made the situation worse in a way and would have like prolonged whatever the situation was now that does that excuse the delay or, or whatever i don't think it does but i think it was just like such a unique case where it's just like if everybody like if she get arrested on a monday and then tuesday everybody find out then the russians would be like are y'all mad well we just gonna keep her right like like i agree with that but on the same hand the situation with the ball kid happened 
at the height of Trump antagonizing China. And by the time we found out, he was home. You know what I'm saying? Like it he wasn't it, so it still stands that had she been a famous man, there's no way she would have been over there that long. And the fact that they're still like she's still there. Yeah. And it's been three, four but, weeks. Like but I mean still i mean now i'm not defending nobody but like the worst thing you can do is be arrested in a foreign country true that, that is literally that's hands out thing. hands and, out true. Like, that's why i tell everybody you get your drugs wherever you're going because yeah. don't say don't try to say shit through the airport niggas be wild and everybody in this unless you're going to amsterdam or berlin berlin so i heard no even but, amsterdam <laughs> so and even berlin do all your drugs in Amsterdam. Don't take that shit to the airport. They'll lock your ass yep. the fuck up. Because I had right. a friend get arrested in Amsterdam for trying to take a plane that they bought in Amsterdam. But yeah, that's, um, it's it's the worst thing to be arrested. Rich, famous, black, white. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, the, yeah. we see white girls all the time, and I'm not saying black or white or or whatever, but like it's literally the worst thing you can. But do. it's literally the worst thing. Like, it is. who you are, the worst thing you can do is get arrested in a foreign country. But then it's like she's big, black, and queer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that this came up, and I was actually waiting on a response or some kind of something from Pussy Riot regarding this, considering that that three-member group spent, um, the longest time was, I think, almost two years in a Russian prison mm-hmm. uh, for simply doing nothing but like expressing themselves. That's truly all it is, and yeah. no hashish at all. Um, I found it interesting and slightly concerning that, like, they're, yes, the fo- main focus is Ukraine, I guess, whatever. Um, but Pussy Riot members, remember Pussy Hats, the pink Pussy Hats in support mm-hmm. of? Yeah. Pussy Riot members have been doing interviews for every talking head station that they can, and, you know, with their experience of being in Russian prison, makes sense. Um, I just find this also kind of interesting that there's no discussion about Brittany Griner wrapped up in this, like, at all. Exactly. And it, it does make me, it makes me massively uneasy. Because if this little white girl with a Eastern European ass name and look and accent can be held in prison for almost two years. And the other two members, I think they all came out separately in different lengths of time. Um, and they can actually be held in prison for, for two years. The fuck you think they're gonna do with Brittany Griner? I am both baffled and disgusted that it took three weeks for this to, to hit the news cycle. Yeah, three whole ass weeks it took to hit the news cycle. Yes, I fully understand that Russia is a country that you know it operates under a cloak, you know, a cloak and dagger kind of response. But at the same time, like she has friends and family and coworkers here mm-hmm. that knew she was there and knew that they hadn't heard from her. And I'm sure we're going to like news agencies or posting about something or trying to talk to somebody. To try to figure out where she was. Right. I know that they were like, yo, what the fuck? And then two weeks ago, this war with Ukraine pops off and they still haven't heard from her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why did it take three weeks for us to find this out? So yeah, no, I, I fully am like, I'm like with you where it's like, 
I, I can wish the best for sis. And if she, if she was, if she was male, it would still take some time. Definitely take some time because Putin would use that person as a bargaining chip. Oh yeah. Um, but but like right now, in, in the current would be state, some it still would take time, but it wouldn't have taken us three weeks to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, but even before, it would have taken time. Right. No, I mean, with Putin, it would have taken time. It would have taken at least bare minimum, bare minimum two to three weeks, bare minimum. But we are just finding this out. But it's like two like, to three girl. weeks for that person to be home, not two to three weeks for us to know about it. And she's still in jail no. over there. Like this shit is scary as just well. finding out, and she's still in jail. And this shit is scary. Like, I'm praying for like, her. She's like, she I don't just even get married, know her, and I'm afraid for her. Like, and this ain't no no like ho shit because I'm not even like looking at her like that because I'm not big into studs. But it's very much like I am genuinely afraid for her as another black queer woman. I am afraid. Yeah, her like for her safety. Right. For her safety. Yeah. In a country that hates every aspect of you. Mm-hmm. That hates everybody, really. I mean, really? that hates everybody. Like, very much. That so. hates everybody. <laughs> they hate everybody. I mean, unless you're North Korea, but that's a whole nother discussion. Ooh. No, I mean, I, I mean, it's true. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there's Russians in alliance with North Korea. <laughs> so, but apparently, the- Dennis Robin. On to lighter news, Will Smith and his protege, Michael B. Jordan. Because to me, Michael B. Jordan is literally just picking up where Will Smith left off. He's literally very like, much so. the same career path to me. But yep. they are... As long as this nigga don't release any music. <laughs> he released an album and it's over. I they are like set he, to I mean... star and produce a sequel to I Am Legend. And personally, I don't want this to happen. I hate that fucking. Movie. I am legend too. The legend still legending. Like, what the fuck is this? Legend of the Avatar. Get out of here. You know what my favorite tweet of all time is? What my favorite? My favorite somebody tweeted. I'll never forget. It's my. It's my favorite tweet. Call me Michael B. Jordan because a nigga don't know how to act. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> he does not. He can't. He to me, to me, I know there's disagreement. Um, I feel like he's like at like on 70% charging when he's when he's acting. Like is 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 enough, but never quite there. Is never quite a hundred percent. When he does like the action type stuff, like Killmonger, and mm-hmm. when he, when he is running around and fighting and shirt off, that type that type of acting, yes, mm-hmm. please give me more of that. When he's doing trying to do that yes, serious please. like drama Oscar type of acting that people think he can do, no, no. Who thinks? <laughs> <laughs> Let Lori Harvey's man be. I mean, he's fine, and I, I, I haven't seen anything. But see, people think he can do that because they remember him as a little kid in The Wire. Yep. And when he I remember him Wallace, before The Wire. I remember oh, he was yeah. on my children with Susan Lucci with Erica Kane. <laughs> that's that's where we first met, and that's how I see him. <laughs> I tell you, him as Wallace, that was top two. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> this nigga got Susan Lucci on the brain. Yeah, Did she die or something? No, she's still alive. She's, she's still, still alive. She's, 
Oh, oh when Susie, Susan Lucci dies, we will know when Susie, Susan Lucci dies. Oh, when Susan Lucci dies, white women collectively will explode. Like, it's <laughs> white womanhood as a whole will explode when Susan Lucci dies. Like, it's, it, it will cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Like, white women no, it makes sense, though. cease to exist when Susan Lucci dies. <laughs> it definitely makes sense that it makes sense that that they're doing a movie together. Completely. Um, I think it people have been wanting it for some time. Like, I, it, like I am legend. Like, all right, cool. I don't like that movie at all. But me and my kid have been what listening to Will Smith's book, and my kid's very invested. She's very, very invested in his life story. We've been listening to his book in the car to and from school, so. <laughs> You hear about entanglements and entanglements and we haven't gotten ramps. Yet. We haven't gotten there yet. We're just, just gonna turn the audio down. I mean, <laughs> listen, we're just he's we're just and now at Ali. spoke of entanglements and all of a sudden the volume <laughs> at Ali. Like to stop for you. There's I mean, he curses so much through this. It's so I have to remind her these are not nice words. Like it's you know. I, just, I have to keep reminding her these things. Like, don't repeat these. It's already bad enough. My little one is yelling fuck all the time. I can't. I mean. <laughs> she just randomly just yells out fuck at random points. And I'm like. I do too. Shit. Happy with the that I'm keeping you. Like, it's just. Like, she'll just be in the car and just yell fuck for no reason. <laughs> no, I understand. Shit. I would do it too. Hell. Oh. So, I have to remind the big one, these aren't nice words, don't say these things. But I firmly expect her to start full flow, full blitz cussing in like sixth grade, because that's when I started. Yeah. So I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm prepared. Uh, I mean, you know, but because we've been listening to his book, the more I listen to his book, the more I see the the correlation between his career and Michael B. Jordan and Michael career, B. Jordan, and yeah, very much running the same line. So this island yeah. makes total sense. I wonder though, would that make um, what was Will Smith's first wife's name? Sharice, Shannon, Sharon, Sheila, Sheree. There we go. The only Sheree Whitfield. Uh, I thought it was Sheree. The only Sheree I remember is Whitfield. Is it Sheree though? Oh, it's Sheree. Is it yeah. Sheree? But it's spelled Shiraz. <laughs> Look here, Shiraz. Okay. So, <laughs> to me, it's spelled Shiraz. <laughs> you know how I'm people, we see a like, name and we just know it's not the phonetic way it's intended? Like Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, hap- it's happened a few times where like I'll see someone's name and I'll say it out loud and they're like, how you know? I'm like, girl, how you think I Because <laughs> I went to elementary school with like three people with the same name. Right. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> I do have to say the way you niggas spell the name Shanae, it just gets more and more creative every year. And I'm like, like I, I know I'm I here for where that invisible accent mark is supposed to go. Like, come Nigga, on. This should be in hieroglyphics. Like, what the fuck? You... All right. I don't think I've met anybody Shanae. with that name. Oh. Shanae? I don't think I know anybody with that name, period. Oh, Shanae? I, I think mean, that's a Detroit thing. I, I was going to say, I, I used to work I with went to school in Detroit. Recently. I still don't know nobody <laughs> with that like, name. Well, I've met like a good over my years, at least a good 10 Shanae's. I was about to say, I know, well, I, mean, I know a bunch of Lene's and a bunch of. Oh, no, them, those are old ladies. 
No, they're they're my age, bitch. Don't play with me. (laughs) (laughs) Lene is an old lady, man. Lene is 65, retired, out at MGM Grand playing the Wheel of Fortune slots. A couple of Monets and I don't know those Shanae's. Really? Not I've all, I've maybe met one Monet, but always. Say, I used to work with one. I about say I know at least four Monets. I don't know, not one Shanae. It's weird. At least not that I can think of. If I do, bitch, I'm sorry, I don't forgot you. But <laughs> I can't think of one right now. <laughs> kind of random side note: there was this girl in middle school with that with that name. I'm not going to say the last name. Um, and me and Lauren would. Have we, you remember the the structured up dude with the cylinders and shit? So we would throw what? What's <laughs> the structured up dude. Where would be like little up dude? I thought you said the a up, structured, oh, structured up, up dude. I thought you said structured up dude. Up I was confused. <laughs> oh no, yeah. sorry. The structure up dude, and mm-hmm. it kind of went all the way down to the like you stick your finger in through the hole. Yeah. Uh, me and Lauren like ice cream cone. Them. Exactly. Yeah. That's Me what and Lauren would throw paper balls into ice this girl's hair. <laughs> we had point values for every hole on her head. We hated that bitch so much. And every time she'd take her hair down, it'd be a bunch of paper balls that just fell out. Y'all are assholes. <laughs> Y'all are major assholes. She had a comment. She was a cunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to call a spade a spade. She was me. Speaking of people in Detroit, the oh. game has said that he is a better rapper than Eminem. Okay. <laughs> yes, I was tired. Because <laughs> I ain't got no dog in this fight. I don't either. I just get tired sometimes because it's like, I hear you. And yes, you yourself are supposed to think that, but facts are facts. <laughs> so, it's I mean, yeah. Right after he said that it came out, well, it was reported that Eminem is the most gold and platinum certified rapper ever. To which he responded, that don't mean shit. That just means who the label decided to pay for. That's like saying McDonald's is better than these other burger joints. It don't necessarily mean that it's true. It just means that's where the budget is, blah, blah, blah. But then I hear all that, and all that can be true. And yes, we know. Yeah, but it's also still the game at the end of the day. But raw talent, (laughs) Jason, Marshall is just better. I... Because I mean, the thing about it is, this is this is the conversation. Is this all from the same? Because there were he's there was another thing that came out about him and I think him and Fifty Cent when he was last yeah because he was talking about how Kanye. So this was all from the same like This was all the same interview. But okay, that's why. Like for me, the way I look at it, Eminem has moved culture right. Like there's things that we that have become part of our lexicon, like the term stan to talk about a obsessed fan that has come directly from Eminem. You know, he's 20 years removed from lose yourself, 
but still run around here with a restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti because we remember that line from the song. Yep. And we I wonder how many did. kids have thrown up on themselves in Mom's Spaghetti. I've heard mixed reviews about it. Some people say it's great. Some people say it's not. I don't know. Oh, I don't mean the food. I mean when in the movie, when he threw the spaghetti Yeah, up. but it's like, <laughs> you know, it, he's added to like our language, like just our general lexicon. He has added things to it. People can off the top of their head quote Eminem lyrics. Yeah, people can't do that with the game. I was I this morning I literally sat and tried to think, do I know a game song? I just remember I that one I with Mary know, J. Lodge. That's I don't it. think I know any of his songs. I have a I'm not ashamed to say I have a few game songs. No, I have songs of his on my phone. I have songs of his that I like. One, I can't think of not one song of his that doesn't have a feature. And two, I can't off the top of my head think of any game lyrics. Like, no. it's not like I'm just going to no. be scouting out shit. I can't. Can. Look, I can't. So, I, I love Okay, let me ask you this, Aaron. Is it because you wanted to hit? No. <laughs> I didn't even consider game in that context, but now I'm now now because he is a, quite a handsome person. Now I'm thinking. No, he is. He's incredible. now you're thinking about it. <laughs> I know ne- I never incredibly even attractive. Like, would I fuck him very much? But do I think he's a better rapper than Eminem? No. Do I think he's a better rapper than somebody? Yeah. Look, I don't my, care about that um, man's music. My, I just care about. But the body. I would definitely fuck on him, like, cause he's fine. Like, I don't. He's fine. If you were, if I were to like go to karaoke one night and do a game song, it would be "Wouldn't Get Far with Kanye West" because that's the one he talked about, like Melissa Ford and a Honda Accord. No, <laughs> I about that song. We're not gonna be smirched that woman's it, name. She done he, came back from the brink of death. When he drags like every single <laughs> unnecessarily though, it was a it was like in, in retrospect, it was not a good song. But where he just dragged everybody, he dragging Megan Good, he dragging um uh uh all the other video girls from that time. I completely um, forgot about that song. Like that comes well, it comes on my shuffle quite a bit because I because <laughs> it's when it's also like Kanye's on that song. And this was when Kanye was at his peak, right? Like, so not problematic. Kanye is still kind of new, still kind of new as a producer, still kind of new as a rapper. So like, Mm -hmm. it it came at a golden time. And therefore I, I, like I said, where I meet you is where I keep you, right? So like, that's, that song is still, I like that song. (laughs) Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. He can get it. That's it. Yeah, no, he's he's very fine. He's he's very very fine. Um, what else is going on that I care to talk about? Well, while you look that up, y'all, fucking Selma Blair. Did y'all hear about this? Yeah. Selma I mean, Blair was, was assaulted it. by her boyfriend. Yeah. Just now, Selma Blair was assaulted by her fucking boyfriend. And and we know the situation she has, um, which is multiple sclerosis. Yeah, I was saying, I knew about the. That's why I was like, how dare you? What? No, definitely (sighs) didn't know about that. He 
Oh my God. What did he say? He, she was apparently, she was in pain. So she was on pain pills, unfortunately. And she was laying down. She said she was laying down on the couch and he was coming to drop a TV off and just laid into her and then got on top of her and had his hands around her, her throat and her shoulders, vice versa, was going in between and giving her the what the fuck is wrong with you shake. I was like, oh, what the no. fuck? He said, um, she says he got frustrated and screamed at her. You fucked up. You can't do anything. Uh, you, you're fucked up. You can't do anything. You can't love anybody. You're fucking useless. You cripple. She then went to say that he says, oh, no. I don't fucking deserve this. I can do so much better than you. If you can do so much better, then just quietly click and just do fuck it. out of this just lady's leave. life. Like, to climb on top of this woman that is honestly one of the most beloved white women in American history, and I say that because she is by far the least problematic of all the whites. The least. She don't be out here doing nothing. And even now when she for real was out here, it's like she wasn't doing nothing. from, like, 1999. It's gonna come out that, you know, she used to run around saying nigga all the time, but, like, she... God, I hope not. I really Watch hope gonna not. Well, you know, she's from... Um... She is from Metro Detroit. I want to say either Bloomfield Hills or West Bloomfield. She's from one of them. Don't tell me. I love some. You just gotta fuck. Why you gotta fuck shit up all the time? Let me have my. Well, no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. No, it's not. Well, I mean, um, (laughs) I'm just saying though. Like she is not too distant. You said Berkeley. But I feel like we would have heard by now because yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He climbed on top of this woman and physically fucking assaulted her. I no, hope they throw him at the fucking jail. I didn't hear shit about this. I, but I also don't be in white people business, which is why I didn't hear about this. But it just popped up and I was like, not my That's myself. awful. Why would you <laughs> like no Claire is just she just be a queen an icon, a, truly an icon, an underrated. Yeah. Selma Blair reminds me a lot of Marissa Torme in the way that they are like completely yeah. and utterly underrated, but they had it's like super on my brain. <laughs> hello. Um <laughs> they've had these like roles in very culty. Um, iconic movies that have bled into the mainstream as being like, oh, this is the one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't get her due, and now she's got this nigga on top of her choking her. I hope they just shoot his ass right the fuck after jail. So, we talked about Chris Brown and the char- the lady that was suing Chris Brown. Oh, God. For, you know, drugging and raping her. Well a twist in the case the lawyer has since no because we got us we got we talked about the case we got to talk about the other side of it the lawyer has since removed herself from the case because text messages and voice memos have come out that proves that this girl was not raped it was a one-night stand in which he promptly goes to her after and she had an attitude about it okay Wow. So the lawyer who was on Tasha K talking all that bullshit has removed herself from the case mm-hmm. because this stuff has come out. And Chris Brown is like, so all y'all that was real loud reporting this, are y'all going to be just as loud reporting this part of it? He's got a point. Two people consensually agreeing to a sexual encounter. Mm-hmm. That does not guarantee anything that comes after that. 
Y'all agreed yep. to one night. <laughs> and that's the whole thing about it is like, he, you know, you may have an attitude because he didn't call you back or respond to your text messages or whatever the fuck. But to then try to accuse him of rape and sue him for $20 million yeah. is fucked up because you got an attitude because the one night stand didn't turn to a relationship that you wanted. And there's like a ton of unanswered messages, voice memos of her trying to get his attention, trying to hook up with him again. And, and in one of these, she even says, if you keep ignoring me, I'm going to say you raped me. Jesus. So it's like, you can't, it's, it's fucked up that that's what she would do. But this is also why I stand in the place, like when it comes to rape and sexual assault, I, I always say my default is to believe the victim, but I have to say it in this way because apparently that gets misconstrued. So what I will say is my default is to not discredit her, the victim's interpretation of events, but also not condemn the person being accused because we do not know what happened. So until there is a verdict saying you did X, Y, Z, I'm never going to say that you are this person. I, okay. So this is, this is the thing. Um, I always take issue with that stance because when it ends up in like everyday life being somebody that you know, no, if it's somebody that stance I is know, like, but see, no, 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 because if it's somebody that I know, then I know, you know what I'm saying? Like the stance is different when it's somebody I know. I'm th- I'm talking about when it's like strangers. Like I don't know either of these people from a can of paint, so I don't have a place to stand in this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm okay. I'm case by case basis. I can't automatically say that he did this. It's like I can't automatically say that he didn't. I don't know none of these motherfuckers. If it's people I know, then I'm coming with it with a different perspective. I'm coming with it with a different, with a different knowledge of the situation, of the people involved. Because even if I don't know the details of this particular situation, if I know that the person accusing is not a person to make up these type of accusations to cover up or to get back or nothing like that. Yes, I'm going to believe the accuser. If I know the person accused is someone to do, to exhibit this type of behavior, yes, I'm going to believe that person did it. Just like if I know the accuser to be someone who would, who doesn't exhibit this, but I also leave room for everybody knows a different version of a person right so yeah. i may not know you in that way but that doesn't mean that you're not capable of being that way because capable of anything I, I i go case by case in the fact of like when i see somebody like chris brown do i acknowledge that you have a history of violence towards women yes, yes. Yeah. Do I also acknowledge that you have been on good behavior and trying your best to acknowledge that you have this history, but also try to reconcile with that, mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. Now, it could be a different dude, like dude off the street, where it's just like, you have, not only do you have a history, but now you have a pattern. 
and you are repeating that pattern over and over, right. then yeah, I'm probably I'm I'm more likely inclined to not give you that grace and believe the victim. But in a situation like this where I see someone that is trying their best, but I also acknowledge that they have a history. And I see a situation where it's like a one-off situation like this, then yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to leave room for both parties in this in this case to hear them out. Because when it comes to sexual violence with Chris Brown, I have heard of two people accusing him of this, both of which has been proven that these are people that he had consensual sex with and then did not call back or respond to after the fact. So I will say that you made bad decisions, but... I'm not going to say that, I'm going to say you made bad decisions with making sexual partners, but I can't call you a rapist. Whereas when you have somebody like Trey Songz, where it's like, there's been multiple women. Where everybody, everybody can't be, everybody can't be telling the same lie. Everybody cannot be telling the same lie. There, we've never heard of any real resolution to any of these cases. That makes me look at you different, you know? And... I hate to say it. I hate to even bring it up, but like Chris Brown is kind of an an adult. I do understand that he has, he, he has to acknowledge the fact that the choices he makes, every choice that he makes as someone who has a history of violence towards women, everybody will view it through that lens. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he is an adult. He is allowed to make decisions in which if he wants to engage with someone and both parties agree to be consensual in this engagement, I think he's allowed that. That's where I kind of get into this gray area in in terms of like, how do you acknowledge the history that you have and also still kind of continue to move in a way that is respectful but also just like acknowledging that you also like have this history and you are a public person and every every single thing you do will automatically be mm-hmm. looked at it as a certain way that's where i'm just kind of like i need it's to think about that I, I need to think about that when i'm sober and there i'll have a clear response but right now I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah no definitely no one here is sober so these responses are all over the place like it's <laughs> but it is like but that's also now the thing about this most recent Trey Songz case is that it's a little colored being that the same lawyer that's representing the the woman that's accusing him is also the same lawyer that represented the woman that was accusing Chris Brown and she's been going on platforms talking about open active cases and you know it's like the lawyer kind of colors this a little bit too this this is all super murky yeah but it is very much we do have to recognize the history but also (laughs) still give grace for the future if that makes sense i think we also just got to recognize it's a lot of bad lawyers out there there are, there are opportunists out there. There are people who recognize that they can build a name or a reputation off of their own interests and not the interests of the client mm-hmm. um, or the person that they represent. 
we like to believe that lawyers, doctors, anybody with a title and a position that acts on the behalf of someone else, we like to believe that these are the most moral and the most high and the most good, but that is not often the case. The worst of the worst tend to represent the ones that are just trying to be out here. Um, And I, while I will not say that this particular lawyer fits in that camp, I will say that is is not looking good for her <laughs> or him or her or them. At, it's, at a, it's a woman. It's a okay. Yeah, it's it's not looking good for you, sis. Like, like what's going on? Like, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm I'm sorry, but you just see you you are you are giving me opportunities. You are giving me ambulance chance, chaser. You are giving me. I got a JD, therefore I know more. But you really don't. Um, you are giving me divorce court. You are giving me Judge Judy. You are giving me I could represent myself. <laughs> <laughs> you are giving me a, a person with a whole lawyer with a whole bunch of rings and chains on, and and that you are giving you are giving me um, defense attorney assigned by the state. Like you're not giving me Johnny Cochran. You're not giving me Robert Kardashian. You're not you you're not even giving me. Uh, uh, you're not giving me Phaedra. Like you, <laughs> you giving me. <laughs> you're not Phaedra. <laughs> I'm t- not Miss Parks. So that's 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 where I'm at. Yeah, it's it's giving clout chaser. So this story, I don't know how to feel. I read it earlier, and I don't know where I stand. Ryan Coogler was detained at a Bank of America. This, um, so, okay, this is why I say I don't know where I stand, because... I got some thoughts, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I have thoughts as well. This is why I'm, like, struggling. No, Actually, so, no. <laughs> Ryan Coogler went to a Bank of America in Atlanta with, I think it was Atlanta. Yep, it was. It yeah, was. it was in <laughs> um, It some necessary context, but yes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> It was in January that this happened. Went to a Bank of America in Atlanta, had on his mask, like the CDC says, but also was wearing sunglasses. Walked up to the teller, handed the teller a withdrawal strip slip. On the back of this withdrawal slip, he wrote out, I want to withdraw $12,000 from my checking account, but I want you to count it out of sight because I want this to be discreet. Mama called the police and, <laughs> and he was detained by the police yeah. you know, for potentially trying to rob the bank. And he's like, but no, this I'm just trying to take money out. You know, this whole thing. The, the bank teller was Black. I don't know why he would have to tell us that, but all right, sure. The bank teller was Black. Now, when they said now for me <laughs> this is where i stand ryan coogler you're a whole grown adult man who's dealt with with banks you know good and goddamn well you take them sunglasses off when you get to the teller window mm-hmm. yeah you know good and, and goddamn well. clearly right clearly. <laughs> they they need to Look at your face and your fucking ID. Exactly. Every time. Like, I'm going to let y'all finish. I'm going to let y'all finish. I get it. You can't take the mask off, but you know good and goddamn well that you take them goddamn sunglasses off. Now, Miss Teller Lady, <laughs> you, ma'am, 
had you just looked at the fucking paper, all this could have been avoided. <laughs> no, no, no. Why couldn't you say this? Why is it written down? Now, this no, is wait, why- wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, go ahead. So many years ago, I have, let me, let me preface this by saying that at no point in my life have I ever been in a financial position to take out $15,000 or $25,000. Let me just preface that. But however, <laughs> I forgot what the situation was, but like, I got a whole bunch of payday. Like I'm going to put my, spill my whole tea back in my mid twenties, um, mm-hmm. at least 10 years ago. Um, and we coming off the 2008, 2009 recession and, and, and that type of stuff. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to hustle up. Um, uh, I think I was trying to put a down payment on a car. Maybe that's what it was. Anyway, I got a whole bunch of payday loans all at once to hustle up this down payment. And I ended up with like three, let's say like 3000 in my account, which I've never had before, um, at that point in my life. Um, and I needed to withdraw that much in cash to, to either move it to a different account or put down payment on. Either way, I had to make a very large transaction that I had not done before. And don't you know, when I went to make it, the teller was extremely loud. Like you expect bank tellers to have some level of discretion and, and whatnot. And the, the t- I will never forget because I just felt like the entire bank could hear, you want to withdraw $3,000 from your checking account ending in five, 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 five. You know, it was that type of situation. And forgive me for what I'm about to say, but had I done that in a suburban setting versus an urban setting, I probably would not have had that same situation. And it happens a lot when in bank, in, in bank situations where it's just like, you don't want your, like, when it comes to us, when it comes to us, right. We do not talk about our money. We don't, we don't talk about, we don't like to talk about our money in front of strangers. And yet when sometimes when you go handle your business at a bank teller window, your business is out there. Like, I don't like, I don't even like the bank teller knowing how much I got or any, or anything like that, whether I'm at the top or whether I'm at the bottom. And yet when you make these transactions, it's just like, they be loud. They be loud. Like you want to take out how much you want to, you, are you like, can you confirm this? Like, can you, can you give me the last four of your social? Give me this, give me this. And it's just like, it's all that it's, it's a lot of sensitivity and tension built up in this very moment where I can yeah. understand where anybody, whether they are the director of Black Panther or not, it's like when you are talking about that much money, it's just like, I want this to be discreet no matter who I am. Like, and yeah. bank tellers do not be discreet. Like they- Not they at don't. all. They'd be very, very loud. And it's like- Oof. The other thing to consider is that we are in Atlanta and we are talking about Ryan Cooler, a very recognizable person. Um, yeah. I, I keep thinking about like, you know how people be like, Tyler Perry, hire me, hire me, hire me. And they put their faces on billboards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can imagine yeah. somebody like Ryan Coogler also trying to be discreet, where it's just like the moment he takes like all uh, his disguises off and stuff, it's going to be at least 10 people like, oh, Black Panther 2, can you put me in? Can you, can you hook me up? Can you do this? Look at me. Look at like, I can, I can understand why he's moving that way. Like, should he have done that in a bank? Mm, question mark i'm not going to judge that right now but i can also understand why he like why somebody in his position in atlanta 
uh would be moving like like looking like a unibomber you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> yeah like the writing the note didn't bother me because yeah. bank tellers are very loud and also not just are the bank tell do the bank tellers okay. talk really loud you kind of have to talk loud for them to hear you because a lot of these banks have that glass so i myself I don't like niggas knowing I'm taking out two hundred dollars, let alone twelve thousand. Like exactly. it's just when I so, had to, when I went to the bank, I had to go to the bank to change money because I was going to France, right? And it wasn't like it was like maybe twelve hundred dollars, like nothing wild. But I remember going in there, and I called ahead of time, and I'm like, okay, so I'm bringing in this money i need to change it out but i don't want a production right i don't want people screaming across i don't want none of that so can y'all set it up where i can talk to somebody in the office do what i gotta do and leave but i called <laughs> and said this shit and 12 hours i was about to go Ryan Coogler has access to too much money and is in too many platforms and has been a part of too many notable things and too recognizable for him to be doing those kinds of large transactions himself and in fucking person, yeah. especially with a mask on and sunglasses and a note that says, I want you to count out 12, 20 or $25,000 in another room. I'm going to push back on that a little bit because he got too much money for that. Well, there you are people hire you people can, for stuff like that so you don't have to be involved in things like that. Listen, I could get a million dollar check tomorrow. I'm still going to be the type of person checking my account every like, I'm day. I'm always going to be the every bitch that counts my own money. <laughs> I don't like nobody else knowing my money. But yeah, I'm me. always going to be the bitch that counts my own money. I'm, I was taught <laughs> you never get too rich to say you two things in the morning. The I check the weather and I check my account. <laughs> that because that puts him, that puts him in an even different level of danger that, thank God, that didn't happen, not even just yeah. with the police and Bank of America, but being Ryan Coogler walking around with a sack full of sack I full also fucking money. don't understand. It's a bad idea. In like, Ashton, I don't understand, and maybe this is boy? my... Who is he trying to pay off? Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand, and maybe I have to look at it from my the trauma of growing up poor. I don't understand mm -hmm. walking around with $12,000 in your pocket. I don't What's feel that comfortable with $100 yes. in my pocket. Yeah. Yes. yes. I called the bank because I had to go down to the bank to change out 12 I would. I would imagine I would call. if I could just like pie in the sky, like he was probably buying like an antique or something like that. And it was a situation <laughs> where it's just, it's just like but also I've been in situations where like, you know, let's say like I had like, I like when I bought my first car, yes, my first car, um, I had all the money in my account, right? Like the down payment was ready, but the way my card at the same time was set up, they ran my card and they said, we can't withdraw this much off of your car, but mm -hmm. if you give us cash, like we see, we we don't doubt that you have the cash in your account, but the way the card was set up, you can. It, it might have been a situation like that where it's just like, you know, the way his account was set up, like your limit is is. You X. should call ahead. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that though. I didn't. I mean, I didn't know that though. Like I said, oh, no, I'm not think, you. I mean him. he strikes me as the type of person that's just walk like into a private room and have the transaction done if he needed to do it himself. You know? Yeah. Like that's what bank managers are there for. You're in Atlanta. You're in he Atlanta. Might not, he might not be there yet. Like I mean, it's a lot of. It's, there's probably a lot of just regular people out there like who probably grew up either multiple things, multiple things, grew up in poverty, don't know how finances work, don't know how this work, who might come into some money and just, you know, he strikes me as, I mean, he could be the type of person who's just like, I only got one bank account and no credit cards and every check that you write me goes into this one account. But it might be the same account that he's had for like 10, 15 years before he was, before he was on. And so like, you know, like, if, if if you trying to handle your daily business and you reach a situation where it's like, oh, I want to buy this, um, but I need to do it in a certain kind of way, um, it may not be a situation where it's like you have somebody handle that for you. It's just like, I he just strikes me as the type of person who's just like, I want to handle my own money my own way, but I still don't have all these like, you know, blue chip accounts or, or platinum, platinum Amex or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But with the with the glasses, the mask, and the note, though. I mean, I would. I mean, I would be moving the same way. That's why I said, like, I have it's complicated feelings. Yeah. That's why I said I have conflicting feelings about it because it's like, as an adult person who's been dealing with banks for a very long time, I understand that is not how you move inside of a bank, just point blank, period. But also as someone who has had to move large amounts of money i get it <laughs> not with the note and the mask and the glasses it's too no much. because it's no because parents. when i had to no cuz i've definitely gone into a bank with sunglasses on and gave the teller a note cuz i wanted her to do something discreetly Y'all are brave. It was it was stupid thinking back, but that was at a time that I didn't understand that you could call ahead and set up an appointment with a bank manager which, and get. Which I'm money. finding out just now, y'all talking about it. I know you could call ahead to a bank. And yeah. like, my dad used to work at a bank, so like you would think I know the tricks of the trade, but I did not know that. Like. What yeah, I know I is that I got a, I got two accounts. I got like a savings account and a checking account. And I don't care if it's a check for $15 from a settlement or $1,500 for <laughs> a paycheck. It's all right. going in the same account. And I'm going to be the one to take the picture of it, to do that <laughs> direct deposit. I only just now got comfortable with doing that because I used to physically go to the bank. Go to the bank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said they said you can take a picture of a check. I was like, "What? No, nah, I'm doing it the way I I'm used to do it." And that is my finding the back of the check, physically going to the teller because I not that's the way my mom did it. That's the way my grandmother yeah. did it. I don't care. I don't care if I can telepathically deposit a check by looking at it. I need to know the old school way that if I deposit this motherfucker on Monday, it'll be within my account by Wednesday. That's how I am with I've my mom. I was raised to have several bank accounts and to not have them at the same bank. <laughs> Cause my mom always said, what if your bank get robbed? And I was like, but you know, my money will still be there. I'm confused. What? But <laughs> that she would always say, and it was, it's one of those things that stuck with me. So <laughs> it's, 
I don't know. I guess I've always had shady dealings with banks because I've always had multiple accounts at different banks doing different things. Like it's just always. I don't know. She literally said, "What if your bank gets robbed?" She, de- she definitely used to say to me, "You don't keep all your money in one bank because what if your bank get robbed?" And then like now at my big age, I'm like, you know that don't make sense because I'll still have my money, but it's like <laughs> it kind of does though because no, I don't. Get it. Well, I won't say get robbed, but I have I used to have an account with um, Standard Federal, and then Standard Federal became LaSalle, and then LaSalle don't even exist no more. Like, yeah, but they didn't get robbed though. They didn't get robbed. But it's not the bank I started off with. My the people in my family I grew up with, they've been had the same bank account from 1960 to till they die. But here we go. Like every time you look up, oh, so and so bought this bank. So America got bought up. I mean, I had a I had an account at Wells Fargo, and we know how that ended up. (laughs) (laughs) I had an account at Washington Mutual, and then they became then they became Chase. (laughs) I had a credit. I had a credit. My first credit card I ever had. I had my my two first credit cards. One was a Capital One. The other one was at Washington Mutual. Washington Mutual got bought out by Chase. Credit cards at Capital One. Um, what else is going on? So the last thing we're gonna talk about is that I guess Kevin Tevin Campbell came out, but we already knew it's very strange. So (laughs) I feel like Um, he did, but it wasn't a production. But what did he do now? Okay, so somebody tweeted it said, My mom kept telling me Luther Vandross, Teddy Pentagrass, and Tevin Campbell were gay. And then put the like crying laughing emoji at the end of the sentence. Tevin Campbell replied that said Tevin is, and then put a rainbow flag emoji and a emoji like a sunglass wearing face. And that's it. And then somebody said, Congratulations on our soon to be banned from the state of Florida, to which he replied, I'll live. <laughs> and that's all he said. And then he promptly logged off Twitter and kept going about his life. Okay, so... But I thought we I, already knew this. Didn't we establish this already? I thought it was debunked. And they were like, no, Tevin Kimball's no, not... he yet. said something to the effect a while ago where it was like, not a while ago, maybe like one or two years ago, Some he said something like, you know, it, it was it was the equivalent of a, of a, what's what, what's not said is still understood or, or something like that. You know, whatever know whatever T.I. You know was what saying I mean. about uh, his relationship or something like that. Yeah, like, what's, what's understood don't need to be explained or whatever. It, exactly. It, 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 was, it was that kind of energy that he, he responded to something somebody said, and it's just like, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. It wasn't, it wasn't quite like, I'm gay, yes, I do this X, Y, Z in detail, but it was very much like a, yeah, you're right. Like, that, that type of... <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's okay. I thought the man wasn't gay, and yeah, and everybody was just being homophobic because he's a little yeah. effeminate. He definitely said like he's he's gay. So there, one more. There's a breaking story. I know we said we wasn't going to talk about Kanye West. Oh my god! <sighs> but in the light of everything that has happened in the last couple of weeks, we have to talk about Kanye West. Kanye West has reportedly hired Jason Lee as his media as his like PR manager. Now, 
This is Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. I know who they Jason Lee. The Queen is Dead Lee. <laughs> Jason Lee was also the one that threw that cocktail Jason in his Lee. face. Isn't that the dude that played My Name is Earl? No. What? what? Oh no, that is his name. His name is also Jason Lee. That's what. That's is where it? my my. Yeah, it is. <laughs> He's just sitting there trying to watch and make and and get his coin for my name is Earl and Jason. That Lee's is his. That is his name. Jason. I Lee. literally never knew yeah. that. So it <laughs> is. Go. That's his name. That's his so, name. <laughs> Kanye apparently hired him to manage his public image and broker business deals on his behalf. This is most likely an attempt to improve his online reputation following his. You know, with the divorce proceedings going on with him and Kim. You mean his stalking and abuse? Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, very much so. We know what I'm talking about. But it's like <laughs> Jason so Lee of this, all people. This is what someone said. Now, I this is, these are not my words. I am literally reading a quote. Sources stated, now Jason is working with him in the role of media manager, helping broker deals, and he is in charge of his public image. From the outside, it seems totally strange to take him on, especially after what happened with the queen. But he wants to be surrounded by people who know the media game, who know how the media game works and reckons he shares a vision with Jason. What What are you reading this on? One of these Instagram blogs. Okay, if this is true, it in order to rehab an image, it makes it does make total sense. Um, and I say that because Jason Lee is used to posting and talking about the worst of the worst that the world has to offer. And who better than to craft a better image than somebody who knows, sees, and their entire business is the absolute worst? Yeah, however, that's the thing. like this doesn't, still Jason Lee. Why this are you doing make sense? This it makes, makes sense. total sense. But why Jason Lee? Find somebody else. Find but somebody even, else. Who but Kanye hiring Jason Lee makes total sense to me. No, it makes sense. But don't hire Jason Lee. Hire somebody else. Listen. <laughs> hire somebody else. I mean, who would who would take him on as a client? Who would take him on? Right. He's a fucking train wreck. So you hire another goddamn train wreck. Oh, no. The right amount of money anybody would take Kanye on. Honestly. Him and his agent. He's a liability at this point. I don't know. No, he is a check because that keeps you working because he constantly has an antic and issue. He does keep you working. That he does. Shit, he could have hired her ass. (laughs) Hired Olivia Pope. (laughs) No, not the real one. Specifically, Gary Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Washington as herself. Yes. I don't know. Well, God bless know. them all. Well, the thing <laughs> is, I mean, a PR man. person is not going to save you in, in this case. like I feel like people just go to PR people like, save me, fix my image. You have to fix the image. You Honestly, have to you know what, to me, and this is, a, this is a, my personal opinion, I can't, I, that's not to speak on what's actually happening. This doesn't feel like the I'm employing Jason Lee to fix my image. This feels like 
I'm finding the messiest person in the world who's going to be willing to get as dirty as the people around Kim are willing to get. No, that's what it, yeah. No, I felt like that at first, but also at the same time, I was like, well, let's look on the, let's try and be on like the semi-positive side of this. But I mean, that's probably, that's- But Jason Lee doesn't peddle in positivity. So I don't know that we can be on the positive side of anything involving him. Let's be perfectly honest. There was this thing, and they never talk about it this way on Love and Hip Hop, but the fact of the matter is, is that it is what it is. It is child pornography. There was a sex tape that was being passed about that Jason Lee had to Princess and uh, Brandy. Remember little Brandy, little crazy one that was like screaming? I didn't watch shit. Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, so I don't know nothing about it. I didn't even know he was on Love Brandy. and Hip Hop until recently. He Yes. He threw a drink at Hazel E's face. Same season. But he was passing this tape around and Monice at the time was underage. Monice was 17. And mm-hmm. they're sitting there watching the tape and they're talking about it. Da, 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 da. And Monice, Monice brings up, it's like, yo, this is child pornography. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. Like, this is child pornography. It is. This is a man that is willing to dabble in like the depths and the worst to make a quick coin or to try and embarrass somebody. Like, he... <laughs> Kanye needs somebody. Kanye needs somebody that works in this realm, but he really does need them to, to be there to rehab that image and to use that networking to try and craft a better like look for him. Like you got this whole genius documentary shit happening. That needs to be your fucking focus. That you need somebody to, to bring everything back to the focus of the music, the stem player, and the genius. And the yeah. stem player, no shade. I don't give a fuck about the album. But the actual stem player as a fucking device is phenomenal. It is yeah, phenomenal. I, and it's even with that, that, like we get to on an individual basis manipulate music in our own way. Mm-hmm. Like looking at this shit, and it's like two hundred bucks. I was like, fuck, this shit is like no shade. This shit is more comprehensive than a little like two hundred. And I paid two hundred dollars for this little mixer years yeah. ago. Yeah, like he really. As unhinged and stupid and ridiculous as he is, he has this bomb-ass product and this, like, documentary shit that's coming out. This needs to be the fucking focus. Yeah. Like, this sim player... This sim player, like, I'm not mad at it. And I completely... I actually think it's a great fucking idea. I it is a really just, accessible way to like, but it just really feels it. to me it's like you're paying two hundred dollars for one album, and I don't care enough about that album to pay for it. No, you can put your own music on there. See, I wasn't aware of that because I didn't investigate that deep. Oh no, I've been, also, I've been looking, but that's just I've it because I didn't really investigate that deep, and then I was, and I'm admittedly so I did not investigate this because I didn't. It was, I'm not a person that mixes music anyway, so it wasn't something that I cared to look into. So it was, I didn't investigate that deep and everybody that I saw talking about it just talked about how it only has this album. They never talked about any of the other stuff. Yeah. But you put you can put your own music on there and that's what really interested me. I assume so. I just didn't, I couldn't say for sure one way or the other keep the vocals it's like oh fuck like this just made like DJing and remixing and building music and sampling and shit on your own so much fucking easier yeah I know I assumed that would be a feature but I didn't invest I didn't care that much it is this like this nigga literally 
And I do not like Kanye West at all, at all. But this literally, this nigga literally just put, just pushed music production forward in a way that no other fucking company has able to do. Yeah. It makes it so easy and it makes it accessible and it's 200 fucking bucks. It's less, it is less than the iPod when that first came out. Yeah. And all it did was play music. But see, like, no that one shit did, focus. but that's just it. I've heard so much about this stem player. This is this is the first that I've heard any of this stuff that you're talking about. I've just heard that it's the stem player for this album. And that already tells me that people on his team are dropping the ball. He and the team, because all the other bullshit is over, overshadowing it. Yeah. Like, come on, nigga. Like, come on. Like yeah. this, this is what you need to be put. You, his ass need to be with Hoda. Who's what? Who's Hoda with now? Kathy Lee's gone. Uh, I'm uh, say, I don't. You think I know? Oh, uh, one of them Bush girls. Uh, oh. little Barbara. Hoda, little Barbara. He need to be up there and showing them this shit. He needs to be on every television show. Like, yo, this is what I did. He, it needs to. This needs to be bigger than the bullshit that he's continuously doing. Instead and that's of why on the like internet that. talking about how you're so excited that your album is on Billboard. I was like, I'm that you're I so excited that your album can't be chart can't be counted for for Billboard because it is on this stem player. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't care about that because I was that's like, whatever. What I didn't it's like it's so much bullshit that it's like we're not talking about the shit that fucking matters. That's it. And you know what? This is going to go, this is going to fall in the same category as like the MIDI player did that was pre-iPod. Well, about the same time as iPod, but a better quality, better quality player is going to fall into that same category of like lost technology and lost media. Mm-hmm. And, or somebody else is going to see this, add another little feature or two, and double or triple the price. And then it will fade away. It won't yeah. exist anymore. This shit is going to be the beta player. It's like, come, come the fuck on now, nigga. Like, you really yeah. just revolutionized music. You stupid fuck. You are a stupid fuck. Shout out to Jason Lee, I guess. Stop throwing <laughs> drinks in women's faces. But Hazel Lee, that one, you can have her. Pop my butt. Pop, pop in my butt. No, see, we're not doing that. I mean... <laughs> That's about all that I care to talk about. I mean, Kelly Clarkson got to now pay her ex-husband spousal support and child support. Well, she's been going through with that man for like 12 years. She has to pay him $1.3 million and then another like $45,000 a month in child support. But she has custody. Yeah, so the city boys came up on that one. But outside of that... Ain't really nothing else going on necessarily. Well, how you feeling, Erin? On the phone. <laughs> oh shit. How you feeling, Shiva? Um, stressed and overwhelmed and tired and still dealing with this back injury. And yeah. Like, I'm sitting here, and I know I'm sitting upright and cute for the girls, but I am in a ton of pain right now. Girl. 
it's been a carousel of doctor's visits for this back injury. Anybody who didn't, I don't know if I talked about this last week or not. I'm not 100% sure. <clears throat> about a week, week and a half ago, I fell down some stairs and my back is in shambles right now. And I had to go get x-rays done the other day. And I've been back and forth to chiropractors and other doctors and trying to get everything back um i can't get out the bed most mornings it takes like a lot of effort to get out the bed and sitting upright hurts like i'm i'm going to limp out this room because i'm hurting so bad right now and like the pain levels to the point that i haven't really been eating because i'm hurting like my back is swollen so I look puffy as it stands, but it's because like literally my body's swollen because of this back injury. So that's Jesus. where I'm at. My God. How are yeah. you? It's a it's a very rough place to be. I hope I can find a resolution soon. But yeah. yeah. But that's why I've been looking, anybody who's noticed and as this is why I've been looking so puffy lately and that kind of stuff because I'm literally swollen because of this back injury girl you gotta get to the doctor you live at the doctor at this point I about to say I've been making you know you know a bitch stay at the doctor's office like I like I haven't I've been going I'm not I say I pay for this insurance a bitch is gonna get her money's worth I go to the doctor I don't care nothing about I don't wait for shit like if I cough, I'm making an appointment. Like I go to the doctor. Uh-oh. And this has just been a lot because I already had back issues. Like I have discs in my back that are already like deteriorating and that kind of stuff. So they're super nervous about how to progress because they don't want it to end up where I have to get back surgery and all this other kind of stuff. Just because I had scoliosis as a kid and it was like, you know, all the other issues I've always had with my back that yeah. it's, they're being very cautious about how to proceed. I'm glad that they haven't talked to you about a breast reduction. Eh, they have. I just said at this point, what the fuck difference does it make? Probably about a good 45 pounds. No, I'm not doing over there smuggling Costco and Sam's Club. I'm not getting a breast reduction. And quiet as it's kept i'm secretly going to go get a bbl as well therefore i'm not yeah i'm not doing all that okay aaron you getting the bbl too no (laughs) (laughs) no 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 what am i up to um i think i mentioned on the last episode that a good friend of mine um his mother passed away very suddenly um and i encouraged the virtues and values of estate planning um now i'm at this is where my my setting is different where i'm normally at because i decided to come out to this friend's house to kind of like offer some moral support and whatnot um but I was also at my dad's house um, the day before. So this is a combination like vacation, supporting someone that is grieving and also seeing family. So it's a lot going on right now with me. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I am currently in a house full of children. 
Um, no, there, are, there are six kids under the age of 13 in, in this house. and i just want to i've only been here for a day and a half and i just want to shout out all the parents (laughs) because um the kids are very smart the kids are very well behaved but watching um you know the little things like getting ready for school in the morning i got I, I have known these kids for a long time. Some of, some of them since birth, actually all of them since birth, but um, uh, in terms of like uh, asking for help with homework and stuff like that. And I'm looking at this stuff. It's just like, you might as well be speaking Japanese to me because I, I have not touched some of these subject areas right. in at least, at least 20 years, at least. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I say that to say that children deserve the world. They deserve good role models. They deserve stable adults that can offer them all of the above. But it's not until you are around children as a childless person um, that you realize just how monumental of a job it is for parents or any guardian, any, any, any adult in a situation that deals with children on a day-to-day basis. So I just want to shout out Ooh, say that. parents, teachers, because I've been living the good life. <laughs> These little niggas over here be stressing me. I've, I've, been, I've yeah. been uncle for so long where it's just like I drop in uh, on my on my own uh, uh, nieces and nephews, nie- nieces and nephew, um, singular on the last one. Um, in, in during times of, of celebration and happiness and stuff like that, not during the times of like, I got to get, you know, these kids fed and meet their dietary restrictions and get to get into the bus stop. Like, I don't, I don't engage in any of that. So like. <laughs> and you start dropping in on your nieces over here? Cause woo, these little motherfuckers be getting on my nerves. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying though. Even when I drop in on y'all, it's just like, I, we, we, we commiserate with, with food and, and, and adult drinks for the adults and kids drinks for the kids. But like I the way I got thrown off and somebody asked me about the difference between an obtuse angle and a right angle I was like child you know I ain't seen I ain't picked up a compass in about 20 years all I know is that a right right angle is 90 degrees (laughs) that's I'll tell you that I'll tell you that Tell you the biggest life lesson my mother ever told me and I do it and I do it every episode look it up (laughs) <laughs> break out that encyclopedia that that dictionary whatever resource you need to find yeah, it that's, well that's the thing though it's like with children nowadays in 2022 my my first instinct would be to tell a child google it you know how to use because all these kids got phones every single child in this house got a phone but you can't because the way the way some of the systems are set up it's just like they know if you google stuff they know if you leave the, the learning app or, or something like that and plus, oh, you, know, right. and plus you know like you don't want to you you also don't like because we did not have google growing up in our for, in our most formative years um you do not want to tell a child to like google everything like every time every time a situation happens you, you just don't want to tell a child like google will save you because google will not always save you but 
I that I had to stop myself and be like, you can't just do it. No, you can't do it. Now, all those learning apps, they know when the kids leave and come back in because they monitor their time. They can't leave to Google things. Tell them to open that goddamn hard brick ass encyclopedia Britannica that every black household in America has only four volumes of. I don't have one. I was gonna say I I know how to use a dictionary very well. We make her use the dictionary and and things. I don't have an encyclopedia in my house. I have two. I don't have my obligatory black. That's the other. That's the other thing. It's just like. As as a 37-year-old that reads a lot of books with an app on my Kindle mm-hmm. or, or, or and listens to a lot of podcasts with my Audible, I know these kids. <laughs> like I'm like I, I, I'm a hybrid where it's just like I, I like holding books in my hand, but I also accept the fact that there's new technology. I know ain't nobody younger than me is doing the same thing. Everything is like an encyclopedia is gonna be online. And, you know, any a dictionary, it's just like, we don't look through a book to find the definition. We just type it into Google and it's literally the first result. You know, that's, we're not in that world anymore. Same. No, same here. I also didn't grow, I don't remember encyclopedias in my house growing up either. Maybe they were there, but I don't remember. Maybe I had all of them, but you at least had a few. I don't remember them in my house growing up. And it's weird because my grandma worked in education my whole life. And I don't remember having encyclopedias in the house growing up. Oh, she probably took them to work and left them. I was about to say, it's a guarantee they were at the school and not in the house. Because I remember, like, I remember because my grandma worked in my elementary school, we used to go into the janitor's office. And I remember them being in there. We did a lot of our homework in the janitor's office while she did all her after-school shit that she had to do. I remember them being there, but I don't remember them being in the house. <laughs> we always had, I always had. Actually, I think we really ended up having two sets. Why? Yeah, I was say, we, it was a full set in the janitor's office, but I don't, I <laughs> have a recollection of them in the house. We always had a bunch of dictionaries, though. Like, we never were short on dictionaries. Well, I am. Um, I am a little tired, a little stressed, a little, a little sicky because the weather changes fucked my face up. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little happy a little uh, still whelmed both over and under yeah um but i think for the most part for the most part i am okay however let me say this right here comes the rant (laughs) when i order my groceries from you (laughs) oh is this do me a favor when you pull up to my home, my abode, right? My 1200 square foot, two bedrooms, two bathrooms, hardwood floor, bay windows, washer and dryer in unit home. <laughs> Just buzz my door, right? You can set them at the door, but just buzz the door. Let me know you're there. Please don't send me a text message with a have a good night. And by the time I get down there, bitch, you are on 75. Like you have so, beat it. You are happy for this. Editor's note for this rant. We this should be so whack. 
I'm giving an editor's note on this rant to give a level of context. So we, <laughs> he ordered his groceries earlier this afternoon. I know I see what's happening, I'm not acknowledging, but he ordered his groceries earlier this afternoon. They were supposed to be delivered- an hour and a half late. They were supposed to be delivered at six. Hour and a half late. Delivered till 7.30. While we were recording Did Reality Rewind, didn't uh, I get here to 8 p.m.? Oh, was it 8? <laughs> it was 8 p.m. While we were recording Reality Rewind, in the middle of us recording Reality Rewind, he gets a text message that is a photo of his groceries sitting on the outside porch. Not inside of the building, on the outside no, porch. No call. In nothing. the elements, there was no car, no bus, no nothing. Not His groceries bag. was literally out there for the hood to have at just a bag, just all, all six bags, my spinach, my popcorn, my dairy ice cream, because they didn't have non-dairy ice cream, my <laughs> chicken and my spices, as well as my fresh fucking cilantro, just sitting out. Mm-hmm. For anybody and anyone to just walk off with. <laughs> and here's the thing. The real reason why I'm mad <laughs> is back in the day, remember when niggas be loading up and, and moving into Wayne State or moving out of Wayne State and they would just yes. leave shit outside and we would just steal shit? Yes. Or anybody would just steal shit and walk yes. away? Yes. See, I'm yes. waiting for the karma for that. So don't leave my groceries outside, please. Like at, at the very least, you can leave them outside and buzz. Yeah, yes, at least let, let somebody know that you're there. Because this we're we're in the middle of talking about Von Dutch and he gets a text message that is a photo of his groceries outside in the elements. And I'm, I swear, and I'm convinced, I'm completely and utterly convinced this is somebody that either A, knows me, or B, or, well, A, knows me, or B, we fucked. And they hate me. Either way, this person hates me. <laughs> and I am taking it personally. And I will have my revenge. Don't worry. <laughs> you and this revenge. <laughs> I, will, I will have my revenge. There are things that are due onto me. Oh my God, I'm high. I'm sorry. On that, that note, on that note, I think it is time that we bid you guys adieu. <laughs> uh, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for having it. What you doing? For having a good night. I'm having a good night. I want to thank you to everyone y'all for listening to the show. Thank you for listening each and every week. Make sure you click all the bios in every and listen to and click and do everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Go fuck yourselves. You know the deal. Good night, y'all. <laughs> good night, everybody.